That's exciting. He's fun. He's uh, he's he's really easy. He uh, he just he just is glad to be around. So it's, it's just fun to have kids. So they're a, they're a blast. Y'all know Reagan. She's she's all about life and fun, and she likes to take care of Judah. And uh, it's a ton of fun. So I just I wanted to share today a little bit uh, today um, on a on a topic a little bit different than. Um, We've been talking about family power. We've been talking about the dynamics of the family and all the different elements, all the different functions. Um, how many guys in here are, uh, are are parents? Can I see your hand? You're a parent in here. Now, if you're not a parent, can I see your hand? Anyone who's not a parent? That class of I don't care what age you are. Okay, not a parent. Okay, cool, awesome. You put your hands down. Um, and I just uh, a couple weeks ago I was I was uh, sitting down. We were just going through all the stuff about family and and um, uh, something. There was just there was something on my heart that was uh, just kind of percolating, and it was it started to it started to go about uh, started to think about all the different dynamics of the family. There was something. There was like a almost like a dark corner in this room, and, and I just felt that there was something there that I needed to, to search out about the family that wasn't, um, that, that God wanted to speak uh, about, and uh, I said, well, Lord, if, if that's, and it really had to do with uh, the life and function of someone who is single in the family of God, and because so many times we make family about mom, dad, or kids. But there's more dimensions than that in the family of God, and it was a it was a it was a strong uh, a kind of a, a hinting and nudging. But at the same time, I was like, you know, Lord, if, if you want me to do that, then you know you know how you work, and you'll tell Dad, and Dad'll Dad'll call me up and ask me. And this was like a couple Sundays ago, and then this last Monday, my dad calls, of course, and was like. Hey Dave, would you would you share uh, this coming Sunday? And I was like, sure, absolutely. I, and I, I wasn't shocked. I knew I knew what I was to speak on. And then uh, it was on Wednesday. I just the thought had been in my mind for a while, just been to kind of simmering. And I was at work, and um, one of our guys listens to sports talk radio, and, and uh, I wasn't in the room where he was at. And, I was in the back, and I was just kind of thinking of, of all the dynamics of the family, and I was like, you know what, I really don't know if I'm supposed to share this word. I don't know if this is something God, if, if it's something you really want to bring out in accent. And he was just quiet. He didn't respond. A lot of times he'll bring something back up, you know, like, you know, I said, hey, if, if you want me to share on this, Dad will ask me, and of course Dad asked me to speak. So I'm like, yeah, yeah but I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about this. So I, I leave the one room that I'm in, and I go to the next room, and as soon as I open the door, I'm a little hot, as soon as I open the door and go into the next room, our guy who, was, who works in there, he's listening to the radio, wasn't in there, and I open the door, and the, um, the DJ on the radio station goes, you know what, some people just need to stay single. And then it went to commercial break, and I was like, okay, God, all right, I got it, I got it. I got it. You don't have to say any more. 
And he said, look, you might, not know what, you, don't, you might not know the dynamics, but that's part of the journey. It's like, I gave, you, I gave you something I need you to share on. As you go, you're going to learn. And there's a lot of times he just says, step out of the boat. And I don't want you to know too much because every time you know something, it, it, it prevents further communication and intimacy with him. Sometimes we, you know, it's very dangerous to live your Christian life on principles, solely on principles. Because how many of you guys, you guys know that I need principles when there's not presence? How many of you guys know when there's presence, presence creates principles? But not all the time does principles determine presence. And there's many times we, we, uh, we live on principles and he's trying to say, you know what, as, as long as you're doing that, I'll let you do those principles because I gave them to you. But I actually want to lead you into a different area than where you're at because I'm trying to teach you more about who I am than where you currently are. And that's a really exciting place to be because it's, you know, truth just keeps going. It's just... There is no dimension with God. There's always, you're always in a position to learn. You know, the best leaders are always being discipled. They're always learning. They're hungry. They want more. It's when you're in that state that you say, this is the way it is. What you've done, you've created a wall, and you are going to some point in your life ask for the Holy Spirit to have to break down that wall to take you into a new level. And I really, I really wanted to share on, on really just the gift of, of being single. And how God has actually called certain people to a lifestyle that is not like anything else. I mean, you guys, if you guys know of, of the American dream, if you've heard of it, I wrote a song called The American Nightmare just to kind of throw that in the spin. But you can compare your life to so many people, so many other people's lives, and if you don't know how many dimensions are in God, sometimes you can limit yourself to somebody else's grace and wonder why it's not working. And sometimes God has called young people, actually all throughout scripture, God has called people to a mission that did, that did not have the covenant relationship of marriage involved in that mission. God called them to a mission. And they were as part as the body of Christ as everyone else could have been. It has nothing to do with has nothing to do with um, the value of the person. It has to do with the function that they're called to. Does that make sense? You know, it's just like we talk about the different members in our body. You know, you have uh, you guys ever hurt one little thing in your body and like your whole your whole day was shut down just because you you bumped your toe and you're like I can't do anything little toe is hurt and it's the same thing we, we have to really learn to bring out the value in every dimension in the body of Christ amen okay Anyway, I, I really just felt there's a couple things I, I want to read, but I actually have a video clip I want to show first. So it's called Bubble Creek Canyon. So you guys, you guys check this one out.
Creek Canyon, your dreams can come true. Hello. Or as we like to say at Bubble Creek Canyon, have an Bubble Creek Canyon is an isolated community nestled in 3,500 acres of magnificent and desirable real estate. Best of all, it's 100% heathen free. That's right, and you'll think it's the next best thing to heaven. At Bubble Creek Canyon, we use an elaborate screening process to ensure that our residents completely agree with our doctrine. No ifs, ands, or Buddhists. We're a heavily gated community with fantastic facilities, breathtaking sight lines, and Christianized amenities. We have a Christian shoe store, a Christian t-shirt store, a Christian underwear store, a Christian bank, Christian grocery, Christian car dealership, Christian pet store, Christian liquor store, and a Christian tattoo parlor. Temporary, of course. We have a nationally recognized school district and only one textbook. We also think you're going to like our library. How'd this filth get in here? BCC Cinema, you can watch all the latest movies without worrying about the questionable content because we removed it all. Every home comes with a spacious backyard with plenty of room for an optional baptism pool. Hey, pin the ear on the High Priest Soldier, one of my personal favorites. And each home comes equipped with built-in Christian signage. Just try to pull this off the wall. With our combination cable and internet package, you'll have access to ES Pray In, My Heavenly Space, God Tunes, Godopedia, God Gold, God Bay, God Cast, and The Sopranos. Every morning, a copy of our community paper will be delivered to your doorstep. Our publication is committed to protecting you from all that unpalatable bad news that's always happening around the world. Our landscaping company, Holy Ground, will make sure that your front yard is always impeccably manicured. We've added a new feature this year. Around the holidays, special sensors in the streetlights detect non-nativity ornamentation and act quickly to eliminate these unsightly eyesores. Bubble Creek Canyon. If God wasn't omnipresent, he'd probably live here. All right. How many of you know that God did not call us to get out of the world, but he called us to go into the world? Yes. And uh, I, I kind of laugh when I see the, the need to for, for believers who have amazing intentions, that they appreciate the principles, they appreciate the lifestyle God has removed in their life and brought into their life, but yet we forget to love love the hell out of people. And there's a, um, I, I just, I thought that video clip was appropriate because there's more dimensions of God than we think. Amen? There, there is more, there is more to God than we, we think and what we believe. And it's, you guys know that that when the apostles were writing the new, that when they were writing letters in the New Testament of the revelation they've had through Jesus Christ, they did not have a Bible to, to know whether or not what they were reading was biblical or not. The New Testament, for someone who was writing the Bible, didn't know it was Bible. It was just their testimony. It was what God was doing in their life. And I think we have to be able to see that in all different dimensions through all different people and say, that's the Father moving in your life. That is God moving in your life. Amen? Amen.
So I'm just going to talk about uh, just that calling of being single today. Uh, being single in the New Testament has a, as much importance and function as every other member in a family. Now, the testimony of one who is stewarding their singleness is just as influential as the couple that is stewarding their marriage. Have you ever thought that it's just as important to steward where God has called you, no matter whether it's where you want it or not to be? I believe if the church spent as much time on giving vision to the gift of being single, we would probably not have as much divorces in our society as we do. And probably not as people who profess that they desire to be with the same gender. There is a spirit that lies through our culture, both religious and non-religious, that places a mandate on making a relational choice. And it has fooled too many who didn't know God has gifted some with passions outside the paradigm of those who were called to display the glory of God in marriage. See, there is a much bigger dynamic, and it was, it's very interesting to see what God started to do in the Corinthian church. We're going to read in 1 Corinthians 7 here in just a little bit. But there was such a, there was such a mandate and there was such a, uh, there was such a mandate in marriage in the Old Covenant. It was almost, uh, it was like weird if you didn't have that. And in the New Testament, Paul receives such revelation. He starts, he starts getting all these things and he actually brings a whole new revelation that the call and the gift that is in marriage, there is something that is equal and even in some cases he said even a higher calling to people who were called to live a life dedicated to the Lord. Amen? And I, I know that some of you are like, well, I'm already married or some of you might say, hey, I'm you know, oh, this would be good for someone else or whatever. And all I want you to do is I want you to receive ability from the Holy Spirit today. That, that's what we're after. Because I, I don't want a family to be, even though I know God sets the solitary in families, God also puts people in seasons. And if you see someone who is not in the solitary that he puts in families, but they're in a different season, you don't want to be someone to count out and un, uh, uh, ungrace them or think that they are not where they're supposed to be because there's a possibility God has them exactly where they need to be. Amen? Uh, just a little bit about my testimony. I, I, I've shared, Kim and me shared about when, when I was young. I was uh, 13 when we had a marriage seminar in the Walker Hall. We had a marriage seminar, and there was not another person there my age. I was, I was 13. I signed up, and um, Kim and me were not dating at the time. Uh, that was not allowed. Um, uh, we'd go to youth camps where guys and girls kind of sat on different sides anyway. But when we, uh, we'd have this marriage seminar, and I saw a ton of people that were, um, they were, they were couples, there were couples there that were doing good, couples that were not doing good. There were singles there. Uh, they were just learning about relationships because how many of you guys know you can apply the same principles that are taken in marriage and still apply it to the single life and have just the, the same amount of benefit because you would apply it to your life as the bride and him being the bridegroom. 
And so I went, I got the syllabus and I went through it all because I knew I wanted to be a good husband someday. I, I felt like I had this calling to be a husband and I even had some people go, what, what are you doing here? Are you watching the kids? And I'm like, no, I'm here for the marriage seminar. And they're like, You know, and I'm just like, I don't know what you're laughing about. I, I, I take being a good husband seriously. And they're like, that, that's good. That's really good. And so, anyway, so I did that. And, and here's something that's interesting happened. Even though I learned that, I, I didn't know that, um, even though I knew someday that would happen, something happened in my life where the, the desire or the calling to get married actually went to a really, really far back burner. And now, I will tell you, marriage, married life is the best thing in the world. Uh, I love it. Um, and I wouldn't have it any other way. That's because I also am married now. Um, so I'm going to sell the product I got. <laughs> but I remember, as I was studying for this word, I really remember there was this, the, the Holy Spirit said, do you remember the time when you were going to these things you really wanted to be a good husband do you remember when I took that desire away from you and I had to think about it and I started recalling I went into a Daniel mode you guys remember what happened with Daniel when Daniel was taken out of the his uh, Babylonian king took him out of his land they killed his parents and they took Daniel Shadrach Meshach and Abednego and he he put them in the palace he placed a head eunuch over them and uh uh, some, some people say that they became eunuchs. Some people said they didn't. And basically, a eunuch was someone who had a place to serve in the palace or to the king or as a priest in the temple. It was someone who was, uh, they, were, they were cut off from the ability to have children. And their influence was not going to be uh, blood-related or genetic or passed down, their influence would only be service-related. That's the only influence that they would have, servant-related. And there's something that uh, I remember going into that mode, and when I was like uh, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, there was zero desire for a relationship. To the point I, I was called gay, um, to the point I, uh, they, no, no one in the church, just people would be out and, hey man, uh, you dating anyone? No, I'm not dating one. Are you in between girlfriends? No. Have you ever had a girlfriend? No. Are you gay? No. And, and so they, it, it would, it would kind of go along those lines. And th honestly, there was just not a desire for a relationship. And here's the reason why. I had, I had a grace, I had a dream that replaced that need. A long time ago, I spoke to our young people about having a spirit of Joseph. You remember, Joseph was a dreamer. And I believe it was that dream, and it was that dream. You know what dreams do? Dreams, when you have a dream, it cancels out other realities. How many of you guys know that you have to, when you have a goal, you are intentionalizing your lifestyle, and there are some things that you just choose to not have to be a part of your lifestyle. It's not a matter of it being sin. It's just a matter of having focus. And see, 
See, when, when uh, Joseph, he was a dreamer, and he started having things, he started having dreams, he started having, you guys remember the dreams with, uh, you know, the hay that, that bowed down in them, and then there was the stars and the, and the moon and the sun. And he started getting a vision for his life that really started to position him for what he would soon be. But I believe that we have to teach people to have dreams. And you know what? Sometimes those dreams have the tendency and even potential to remove certain responsibilities, even that of a marriage covenant. And those people who receive those dreams and those visions, and you guys know Joseph, he actually didn't get married. However, the king that he was under did appoint him a wife. But he himself did not go looking for a wife. The king that he was under, under Egypt, actually appointed him a wife. How many of you guys remember when he, he was in Potiphar's house and Potiphar's wife was like trying to get all fresh on him and he ran out and got accused and thrown into jail? The guy had focus. He had principle. And there are sometimes, I think, a, a lot of the loosey-goosey mentality, especially in relationships, and such a fear is because there's not focus. There's not a goal. There isn't something that we're exalting to the point where we're saying, you know what? Um, thank you, but no thank you. I have something I'm going towards, and it's really kind of a, I don't want to go on a detour. I want to stay focused. Amen? Is that okay? So that really helped me out. That really put me in a position where there were certain things, there were certain heartbreaks, there were certain financial pressures that I just said, I, those aren't for me. And I really, there, I really believe there was that spirit of a, of a eunuch that was on me a period of time where it was it was my grace to serve in the house not be in a relationship and um, and just just love the people of God and pursue what he had on my life have you guys seen that have you ever seen somebody that serves some let, let's say you have a CEO and then you have someone who's who's their assistant and they just don't have time for a relationship because they're so busy serving that CEO. And the only thing, and they're like, hey, you, you see, any, see anyone? Nope, I'm just too busy. And you know what? Their grace and their ability is to focus on the dreams and pursue the person that they're under. And that is a spirit of a eunuch on a person, that they are set apart for the mission of somebody else. Anyway, I just thought, I thought that was really interesting. And I've seen a lot of people, and you don't, you know, we're not to think those people are weird. As a matter of fact, we are, to, we are to give glory to that person. We are to honor that person. And we are to reveal the gift that is operating in their life. Amen? We're not to say, well, we're, we sure hope you get married someday. You know what? They might not have that. And you know what? You don't want to confuse their dream. You want to, because you know what, you know what I hate? I hate it when I'm going towards something in my life and someone comes up and goes, you know what, yeah, but you really need this over here. You really don't know what you're doing. I'm like, you shut up. Now, I have conviction too, and I really feel that the Holy Spirit told me to do what I'm doing. If not, I wouldn't be doing it. And I think, I think that there are more dimensions of what we are, what we are giving people grace for. And I really think, oh, I'm going to, there we go. I'm going to get to that later. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. I, I really was prepared for serving. God was preparing my heart for serving. And 
And I really understood and had been given a vision for being set apart. I knew I was different. I knew I was different. And I didn't allow that being different condemn me for not doing what everybody else was doing. It was what I needed. Now, guess what? I'm married now, and that season is over. <laughs> but you know what? That was what he had called me to. Well, we do have different glories. We do have different seasons. And I needed that season. As a matter of fact, I believe some of the reason why God has blessed me so much is because I had really sold myself out to being set apart. It was, it was such an amazing time. You know, marriage is not a reward. It's a gift. It's a gift. I didn't work for my wife. It was a, she was a gift from God. Okay? Just get that out. We need to get that out of our culture that God is punishing me for not having a spouse. If you make that, if you make your husband a condition or your wife a condition, if you can perform yourself into something, you could fail yourself out of something. You know that salvation is a gift. That's why you cannot perform your way into salvation and your, your performance your performance has nothing to do with whether or not what God did for you counts. He did it. It's a gift. Get over it. It's His nature. His nature transforms your nature. Okay? But, that's not, but my nature isn't God's nature. That's not God's nature. To think that your nature is not His nature. Your nature, you are of God. You were born of God. Okay? Get over it. Marriage is not a reward. But also, being single is not a reward. It is a gift. It really is a gift from God. And if you steward it like it's a gift, you will bring a whole new culture, you will bring a whole new value to all those who are in that season with you. And I, I am so glad where I am seeing... Guys, I'm seeing a transformation in the global church of how they view being single. And for some people who glorify marriage to a certain status, see that and they go, oh, that's not good. Oh, they will, in the end days, oh, forbid people are being married. And that's not what they're doing. There is a spirit of Daniel for serving the world. It's amazing. It's awesome. And we need more of it. Many, many, many people attempt to get out of the grace of being single rather than embrace the gift. Now, here's what we're going to do. You guys turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 7. And uh, we're just going to read 32 to 35. And I'm in, the, I'm in the, the ESV version. I'm just going to read that real quick. I'm almost done, y'all. And it says this in verse 32. This is Paul talking to the, the Corinthian church. And they actually had wrote him in, in the very first verse. They actually, the Bible says, uh, regarding the questions that you're asking me. And then he starts, he starts answering their questions about certain things involving relationships. He says this. He says, I want you to be free from anxieties. Everybody say amen. amen. Worry is not a part of our gospel. It's not. 
There's a difference between caring for something and worrying about something. The Bible says, cast your cares. But it says here, I want you to be free from anxieties. Don't, anxiety, just, anxiety is not a part of in you. He does not, he does not give you anxiety. God cannot give you what's not a part of him. Amen. I do not, I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord. Hmm. I, I speak that. I, I come against the spirit on unmarried men today that says they're dogs. I bind that in the name of Jesus. It says here, let's, let's read what Paul says. The unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to please the Lord. Next time you see somebody calling out single guys and how they are, you come against that spirit with, you, you, you don't say, I, I rebuke you, or you just say, you know what, the Bible says that single about the things of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. Says, but the married man is anxious about worldly things. How to please his wife, and the and his and his interests are divided. Oh boy, I, should, should I read that again, or is that just uh, I don't know? Let me read that again. It says the unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord how to please the Lord, but the married man is anxious about worldly things, how to please his wife, and his interests are divided. I'm just reading it. Don't be mad at me. And it says, and the unmarried or betrothed woman is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to be holy in body and spirit. Let me see some unmarried women in here. You get some hands up. Can I see you real quick? You're unmarried. You are anxious about the things of the Lord. You are. Guys, unmarried guys, you're anxious about the things of the Lord. Don't let don't let the world tell you that you're all the same. Because that not that's not what the Word of God says. You are anxious about the things of the Lord. Can I bring this down? I want to bring it closer to my mouth. Anxious about the things of the Lord. How to be holy in body and spirit. But the married woman is anxious about worldly things. How to please her husband. I say this to your own benefit. Not to lay a hand. Not to lay any restraint upon you. But to promote good order. And to secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. You see, guys, I, 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 uh, there. Growing up, I've never heard. Th- I never heard this ever. And for me to hear that, you know, guys and girls, we just grow up and we just have problems. Man, we just are messed up, and and we look at marriage as being some sort of salvation from your problems, and it's not. Actually, it wasn't until I entered into that 
into that uh, uh, that reality of just being set apart and devoted to the Lord and what I was doing, that was preparation for the next glory. But I wasn't looking to get out of that preparation. That's one of the that's one of the quickest ways to stunt you getting out of preparation is looking for the end of it. You keep going. You keep and I remember I remember there was a young man that uh, that I was. Uh, I was a friend with, and he he loved the Lord. And I remember he would come to me, and he'd just be worried that there weren't any godly women out there. And I was like, you know, that's just going to keep you. You don't you don't want to get in that mindset because once you get in that mindset, you were just you you were getting worry, and that that spirit of worry is going to just mess you up. You're not going to like that. Do you know the same? Listen to this. Are you guys hear me? The same spirit that causes people to be driven to divorce is the same spirit of fear that drives people to get married. Let me say that again. The same spirit that operates in a person that tries to get them out of a relationship is the same spirit that will try to get you into one. It's the spirit of fear. And the body of Christ has to learn to discern spirits. We have to learn to say, you know what? That's, that's not God. That's not God. There is some, there's some anxiousness in here. Once anxiousness enters into it, it's not God because he gives you peace in your decisions. There is the absence of worry. Okay, here we go. To the single, being married will not bring you any closer to peace. And to the married, being single will not bring you any closer to having peace. When your peace is conditional, it is no longer the peace that passes all understanding, but the peace that is defined by understanding. If you are trying to steward peace that is defined by understanding, you will live your life in complete worry of anything that might threaten that peace. And in attempting to protect peace, you won't have any. Any peace that is not eternal is not worth having. There is a difference between being alone and being lonely. Proverbs 5, 6, three, uh, verse, uh, chapter 3, verse 5, 6. You guys know this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. There's a reason why God asks you to trust in the Lord with your heart and not your mind. You know, He straightens... Just because he straightens your path doesn't mean he takes you off a journey. He says, I'm going to make your path straight. He didn't say, I'm stopping the journey. you got to keep going. You know, Psalm 23, it says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Well, see, when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you keep walking. You don't stop. It says, He makes you lie down near still waters. You don't walk through still waters and you don't lay down in the valley of shadow of death. You lay down at still waters and you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Let's make sure that when we are in a valley, 
that's the shadow of death, you keep going. Everybody say, keep going. Here's a cool thing. You guys know when, whenever there's a shadow, that means there's light close by. And a shadow is just something's, something's hindering, but it's only, it's only visual. It's only a perception. And God is the light that removes shadows in your life. And the last thing, I want to read Isaiah. I want to read Isaiah 56. Verses 1 through 7. This was such a cool passage. It just it brought such peace to me for so many people out there. You know, if, if God was interested in just creating a blood lineage, Jesus himself would have got married. There's something more powerful than you having a wife and kids. It's you transferring the Spirit of God one person to another. It is more powerful it is more powerful than anything else. So, in Isaiah, we're going to read chapter 56. I told you guys the verse, and I'm not even turning there. That's awesome. Isaiah chapter 56. I'm going to just read verse 1 through 7. says, Thus says the Lord, this is, um, this is uh, King James. Actually, I'm going to do New King James. It says, thus says the Lord, keep justice and do righteousness. For my salvation is about to come and my righteousness to be revealed. Then it says, blessed is the man who does this and the son of man who lays hold of it, who keeps from defiling the Sabbath and keeps his hand from doing evil. Then it, listen to this. It says, do not let the son of the foreigner who has joined himself to the Lord this is talking about a person who has set themselves apart to the Lord that says, I'm going to do the work of the Lord. It says, Do not let the summon a foreigner who has joined himself to the Lord speak, saying, The Lord has utterly separated me from his people. Some of you guys need to hear that. The Lord has not separated you from his people. He has not withheld his blessing from you. Nor let the eunuch say, Here I am. A dry tree. That's awesome. Listen to this. It says, For thus says the Lord to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbath and choose what pleases me and holds fast my covenant. Here we go. Here comes the showers of blessing. Even to them I will give in mine house and within my walls a place and a name better than that of sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. Do you know why people are so... See, God removes the possibility of being barren from your life. You will never be a dry tree ever again. Because Jesus, and even... See, Paul got this. Paul got this because he knew what I'm passing down. I am passing down a lineage that is through the spirit, not through blood. And see, God is spirit. And when we're worshiping him, see, I don't want to give my kids my DNA. I want to give them my spirit. That's what I'm worried about giving my kids. I'm not worried about them learning guitar. I'm not worried about them doing what I did. If they get my spirit, they will have their own glory in the same spirit. And that's all that matters. 
And do you know what? That is not isolated to people who are husbands and wife and children. That, is, that has been opened up. The gates of heaven have just been released on every person. And if you are experiencing a spirit that says you are without, I would open up this word and I would say, I am not a dry tree. I have fruit that is creating forests all around me. See, I can't wait to see what this next generation does. Because I, I know you guys have seen how this next generation deals with relationships. They deal, they th- their thoughts on marriage. And I want to tell you guys something. The Holy Spirit is up to something. You can give credit to the enemy or you can give glory to God. It's up to you. And how you see is what you are going to gauge your theology and you are going to gauge your grace because the Bible says grace is according to faith. I want to ask you, what are you hearing? Are you, is, is, if everything you're hearing is saying, this is, just the, this is the enemy, oh, this is the enemy. Or, to him who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. We know how to test the spirits. And see, when I hear, I hear those negative reports, I say, you know what? That isn't what God is doing. And if it's not what God's doing, that's not what I'm believing for. Amen? There's too many, there's too many things in, in the Word that really confirm this. But the last thing, I, I, just wanted, I just wanted to give, I wanted to speak something. I wanted to speak something over you guys. And that is when we promote singularity. When we promote someone in their in their mode where God has them as being sanctified and set apart for His glory, we remove hopelessness. We remove condemnation and confusion. There, this next generation, you guys, is not going to do the same things that we do. We have, we to, have to recognize the Spirit of God. And there, are, there are some habits that are going to capture, capture from, us. from us. But more than more than habits, I want them to get spirit. spirit. And you know, you know what? One, one of my kids says, Dad, I feel like I'm supposed to be set apart. I don't feel like I'm supposed to be married. I'm not going to worry about my name is carried on. Because my name didn't mean anyone anyway. I want his name. I want his spirit. Amen. Amen. Can we just pray? Just pray. Let's stand or stand or Father, I just thank you for, for, for what you're doing in all of us. And I thank you for the name that is above every name that is being passed down from generation to generation. Lord, the increase of government will have no end. And Lord, that government rests on your shoulders. It doesn't rest on our shoulders. It doesn't rest on America. It doesn't rest on um, you know world peace. It, it rests on Jesus who is the beginner and the finisher of our faith, of our hearing. Lord, I thank you right now that condemnation is just shattered in this place today. I thank you that hopelessness is shattered in this place today. And I thank you that you are teaching us a new way of thinking. I thank you that, I thank you for the glory that you showed me in my life, but I thank you for the new glory and the new revelation of grace that you're giving me in this day. And right now, I just ask for your presence of peace that surpasses understanding.
you don't have a mandate to understand the peace of God in your life. It's that good. It's so good, you won't even know it's there. That's just an awesome mystery. Lord, I just ask that we would, we would arbor and we would facilitate and we would just percolate that grace in our life. Just let it simmer, Lord. Let it come out of us. Let it flow, God. Let that song of the Lord, God, just come up from us. And we would rob, we would steal from the enemy that which he tried to steal and rob from us. And we would take back that land in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys. I just uh, I want to pray for anyone who just, maybe you just felt something shaking in your life and God wants to just get it off of you. And we just want to lift you up in prayer. Or, or maybe you have a, maybe, uh, maybe you want prayer for someone that has been on your heart that you need, uh, you just need a word and you need some help of, maybe this word is for them. We just want to agree with you on those things. And we love you guys so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys.